Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead up to the PAA conference in Melbourne in August this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's episode, we have the privilege of introducing Melissa Mazzarino. Mal is a registered nurse and midwife and is a certified Pilates rehabilitation practitioner from Polestar Pilates. Mal has worked as a midwife for more than 16 years and is currently working as a midwifery education consultant in a hospital in Melbourne alongside completing her PhD in Pilates for low-risk pregnant women, having already had some of her work published in peer-reviewed journals. Melissa's presentation at this year's PAA conference is titled The Birth Movement. Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bruce. Melissa, could you give us a quick overview of the presentation you have in store for us at the upcoming PAA conference? I hope to inspire Pilates instructors to apply movement strategies to help women to physically prepare for childbirth. Childbirth is a normal physiological event in a lady's life, and we know that it's a physically demanding time. So the birth movement presentation will examine upright positioning that facilitates the cardinal movements of the baby moving down the birth canal. We will explore how Pilates exercises may promote muscle and joint strength to enable women to move into these positions, as well as the flow and coordination of movement through the lumbar spine pelvis and lower extremities to create space at different stations within the pelvis. It's also important to highlight that the Pilates philosophy and principle of movement aligned with midwives' philosophy of childbirth and we can mindfully prepare women for a positive childbirth by increasing their confidence, their self-esteem and their self-efficacy for childbirth. This area of practice is very important for midwives because we know from the findings of Cochrane's systematic review, high-level evidence that has demonstrated that women who are upright and mobile during labour have an enhanced sense of control, wellness and comfort, thereby this increases their satisfaction of their childbirth experience and in turn can improve their mental health, particularly in the postnatal time. Upright positioning has also been associated with shorter duration of labour and women are less likely to have an emergency caesarean section and this is really significant because emergency caesarean sections increase the likelihood of women having health outcomes such as hemorrhage and infection. Also, we've found in the literature that upright movement and being mobile during labour reduces the likelihood of women requiring regional anaesthesia, the use of epidurals. So that means that women are more likely to be able to cope with the sensations of labour. It's interesting when you look at studies focusing particularly on second stage labour, the pushing part of labour. We've found that women who have been mobile are less likely to require an instrumental birth. So that means the use of forceps or a vacuum extraction birth. And they are also less likely to require an episiotomy. 
that means that these risk factors may influence the integrity of the pelvic floor and therefore healing and recovery. So Pilates certainly has a key role in helping women to prepare both physically and mindfully for childbirth. I love listening to the detail of your extensive research and knowledge. No doubt required as part of your PhD to understand the detail and the research inside out. Yes, thank you. It's been nine years of hard work studying both the Pilates method of exercise along with the research methodology and continuing to develop my skills as a clinical midwife. So it has been at times quite isolating, a lot of hard work, but definitely rewarding. And it's wonderful to be able to bring these sort of presentations to the PAA conference. I remember when I first met you at the PAA conference a number of years ago, it was enlightening to listen to you speak and the rich detail that you bring to the crossover between this really important part of a woman's life in the childbirth phase with the overlay of our shared interest and passion in Pilates. Yes. It all started for me in 2002, Bruce, when I was working in the birth suite and I found that there was this trend in women who were practicing a movement-based exercise, whether it be Pilates or yoga or both, and they were able to cope with labor better. They were able to get in the zone. They were using unique breath techniques and they were allowing their body to move as it desired during labor and birth. And that was quite remarkable for me to see because their outcomes for pelvic floor, their duration of labor was more efficient. So there were lots of health outcomes that were seeing improved for those women. At the time, I was introduced to Pilates. And when I entered the studio, it was certainly a light bulb moment for me because here I was seeing apparatus that were bed-like and Swiss balls surrounding these bed-like apparatus, which reminded me of the layout of a birthing suite. A birthing suite will have the bed in the middle and a Swiss ball to the side. And midwives utilize the bed mechanics and the Swiss ball to encourage movement during labor and birth. But the most outstanding feature for me when I was watching a Pilates class was that Clients were performing unconventional movement in different positions and had this generalized acceptance of the movements that they were performing. That was really remarkable for me because many times when I work with women in the birthing suite, they would ask for advice to help them cope with the strong uterine contractions. And as a midwife, I encourage different movements. For instance, in all falls, performing the figure eight through the pelvis. And many times women were quite embarrassed or felt vulnerable performing those movements. And for me, I could see the disadvantages in how it impacted in how they coped and also the mechanisms of childbirth. So it was definitely the light bulb moment and it helped me to embark on this journey of the nine-year research process for Pilates for low-risk pregnant women. So fantastic. And I congratulate you on doing this deep dive because I sit in a privileged position. I happen to have five sisters. The number of conversations that I've had with my sisters around this journey, including one being a midwife. So one of my observations after teaching Pilates for many years, as you have, Mel, 
is the impact of childbirth and carrying a baby for the pregnancy period. It's, I think, a wildly underrated impact and event in a woman's life, and I think it needs to have more airtime. The importance of that physiological and biomechanical improvement through the whole journey. Yeah, it certainly does. And we know that exercise improves maternal health outcomes and childbirth outcomes. And there is more and more literature from Cyprus and Turkey and Iran. Fantastic researchers that are investigating the integration of childbirth education with Pilates movement and how that eradicates fear and increases self-efficacy. In one study, it found that the duration of labour was significantly reduced. So these outcomes are fantastic for women. And it's also about the profession of Pilates that I hope my work over the nine years will contribute to their practice so they're able to spread their wings a little bit further in that the design of their Pilates classes is not just solely based on increasing or maintaining strength and alignment and postural core control, that they're going deeper into talking with women about their objectives for their birthing. And if they have this desire for a vaginal birth, that Pilates instructors can train for that event by using particular movement strategies and using the bed apparatus to perform different movements in different positions, seated or fours, side-lying, and having that understanding that Different movements through the lumbar spine and lower extremities can open different parts of the pelvis. It's about the Pilates instructors going deeper into their theory of the biomechanics of the pelvis and having an understanding of the intrinsic and extrinsic movements of the pelvis during childbirth. Fascinating. And Mel, for those considering coming on to your presentation at the conference, what will be the top couple of takeaway ideas and concepts from the session? Firstly, that Pilates as a method of exercise is a valuable tool for preparing both women physically and mindfully for childbirth and that active birthing is a lot more than discussing positions in labour. It is about the flow, coordination and precision of movements in a particular position and that women need to work on their pelvic mobility, which can create asymmetries through the pelvis, but that is required for them to birth effectively and efficiently and helps with the mechanics of baby moving through the different stations of the pelvis. And thirdly, Pilates design needs to incorporate improving endurance of postural muscles and lower extremities. So when you think about the duration of labour, prima gravita women, first-time mothers in labour, their duration of labour is actually 10 to 14 hours. That's a long time to be working through the uterine contractions, breathing through them, maintaining an upright posture, maintaining mobility, changing position. All of those activities, as we've seen in the evidence, improve their health outcomes. So fantastic to have that long-standing research that has gathered all this data together to bring to our Pilates classes. And Mel, after coming along to your presentation, what will participants be able to immediately apply with their clients when they return to work on the Monday morning after the conference? 
I hope they can go deeper into their Pilates practice and I hope to ignite creativity in the movements that they structure in the Pilates design for pregnant women that they are able to teach women about some of the movements that may be required during labour and why and how different movements open different levels of the pelvis. It's important that Pilates instructors continue to screen women for muscular discomforts because that may impinge on some of the positions that we advise during the labour and birth time. So that relationship between the Pilates instructor, obstetricians and midwives, I hope will build even further with this greater understanding of the mechanisms of childbirth. It's also important that we cue birthing in a positive way and that women come into the birthing environment confident with their bodies to be able to cope with the physicality of labour and birth. There is a reduced level of fear and there's this openness to enable nature to take its course and for them to do their very best and to try breathing techniques, movement and to listen to their bodies. That's really important because birthing is a time where the body is in charge of the mind, which is really the only time in our life as women, men don't get the opportunity to experience this, that the body knows what to do in labour and birth. And the mind needs to be settled and quietened and confident in the body to allow it to do what it needs to do physically. I distinctly remember one of my sisters expressing or sharing her birth experience with me and she most definitely recounted the fact that her body completely took over and she literally had no control over it and it was quite a fascinating experience. It was definitely a phenomenal experience for her to move through that. And that can be quite scary for some women that the body overtakes the mind but In Pilates, what you can do is assist them to focus on the movement, which their focus is on nothing else but them moving their bodies and then they're visualising the openness that they're creating within the pelvis. So that mind and body connection is really important during labour and birth. Joseph Pilates knew that for normal function of activities of daily life, but the principles of Pilates can be very much applied to the birthing environment. Such a great crossover. I'm curious to ask, Mel, across the journey, as you said, for 20 plus years of first being exposed to Pilates and seeing the parallels between the birth suite and the Pilates studio, what can you share with us about how things have changed in terms of the numbers of women who are coming much more prepared, if you like, for that part of their pregnancy coming into the birthing? How have you seen that shift over the years with the amount of women who are taking that on and subscribing to preparing their body in this more informed way? There's been a lot of changes. We are seeing in the literature, there's a greater prevalence of older women becoming pregnant for many reasons. And there's certainly an increase in IVF pregnancy. And with that can come comorbidities. 
the majority of women that I see in the birth suite these days can actually have comorbidities. We know that Pilates exercise and exercise in general can moderate some of these comorbidities such as gestational diabetes, hypertension, mental health. And I think this is the new space that Pilates could enter having this dialogue between Pilates instructors and healthcare professionals in trying to improve health outcomes for women who do have risk factors and comorbidities. So I think that's the next space where future health should focus on. In terms of the COVID pandemic, unfortunately, there is great shortages in obstetricians and midwives in the hospital environment, and therefore services in childbirth education have changed. And with those shortages, and as well as having a pandemic, we're not able to offer that one-to-one childbirth or group childbirth education that's face-to-face. What is unique in the Pilates studio, however, is that you're providing movement education while the woman is exercising, which I can envisage midwives working into that space in providing childbirth education along with Pilates or working with a Pilates instructor to combine midwifery education along with movement education. And I think that's an exciting space in the future for women to come together to learn about their bodies, to physically prepare their bodies and also to do it in a socially safe environment along with evidence-based care. And there's an increase, as I said, of evidence of Pilates for improving health outcomes for pregnant women. I get the sense we could talk for hours about this, Mel. The point of these introductory podcasts is to whet the appetite of all the delegates and the larger population to get a taste of the wonderful research, the pointed and the focused research that you're putting into this excellent line of work, Mel. Thank you so much, Bruce. It's been really rewarding and I can't wait to share my exploration and my findings through that exploration process over the past nine years with the Pilates community. We all can't wait for your presentation, Mel, coming up at the conference in August in Melbourne. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks so much for your time, and we look forward to seeing you at the live presentations in August. Thank you so much, Bruce. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. Remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.